Welcome to the Trying to Can podcast. We are Olga and Angela, and in this podcast, we casually discuss our journey to be more conscious in everyday life, the small steps we take, the fuck-ups we make, the struggle of trying to can, and much more. Hey guys! Hello, hello! Another week, another trying to can episode. And I really feel like the weeks are passing by too quick because <laughs> I'm not... I just feel like I've, I'm saying this phrase every day. I swear, we recorded a couple of days ago and here we are again. And we would really appreciate if you share this episode, if you find va- valuable and our podcast with your friends and family. This is really helping us reach as many of you as possible. What do we talk about today? We talk a very juicy topic and somehow it's relationship topic again. I feel like we are falling a bit in the cracks of the relationship podcast. I swear. But then relationships are perhaps one of the most important things in our life. Like it, it even influences our health and longevity in the, in the long run. And there was this huge research done. Uh, I remember I will link it in the description that actually sat you know, the quality of our life and health, it's influenced by the quality of our relationships. So I think we should talk about it. And based on what you just said, I feel like my whole life is just one big red flag based on my (laughs) relationship. (laughs) And that's why we need to discuss red flags in relationships. You know, we, we aspire to have beautiful relationships in our life or some of us aspire maybe I don't know maybe if you like drama then you don't but in general I think we do but at the same time we somehow we we try to unsee the red flags from early on or we hope that the other person will change or we try to somehow change them and become their parent or we I don't know we we suck it up but at the end of the day, it might not worth it in the long run. So I'm really curious, what are your red flags in relationship? And of course, I'm going to share mine and you guys listening. Also, let us know at Trying to Can on Instagram, what are the red flags for you personally? Let's have this conversation. You know, I, I think so many of us should just stop watching romantic comedies, all of those fairy tale cartoons that we were raised with, because I think we just start romanticizing and try to justify all the stupid actions that our partners make and try to put it in a better light just because we want to believe in some fairy tale ending every single time. That we just really close our eyes and try to make those red flags green flags, or at least less red flags, or just try to convince ourselves it's not a deal breaker but as the time passes you just realize you're not honest with yourself and it is a deal breaker so good that you said that because i think it's uh, important to define red flags for anyone listening so for us indeed are the signs that you see in your partner and the behavior that they are displaying in the relationship that eventually it's going to spiral and it's going to be a deal breaker in the long run. And this science, I mean, it can be subjective, obviously. So you also have to understand for yourself what is a deal breaker for you. But what we are going to discuss today, I mean, we are not going to cover the cliches 
you know, cheating, violence. I mean, we don't even need to go there because they are the obvious ones, but more the ones that are common and maybe some people see them, mm, you know, maybe it's not that big of a deal, but actually in the long run, they might become a big deal. Where to start? <laughs> Let's start with what what do you think is your biggest red flag in a relationship when it comes to your partner and their behavior? Oh, I think it's really hard to choose the most important one or the biggest one. For me, a very big one, and it's because I have encountered it several times in my past dating stories, is and maybe it's not the most obvious to start with is having some kind of addictions mm. and it can be you know i'm not saying really a hardcore drug addict or anything like that and of course i understand that you know we are also in a place where people are more free where they try to experiment explore different kind of states of mind different experiences and i'm fine with that you know do whatever you want that's your life what triggers me is not per se this kind of experimentation, occasional using of different kind of things when you are partying or having a good time with friends, but using it more as a mechanism to unwind after a work day, as a mechanism to deal with your stress. Coping mechanism. Yeah, so yeah. basically for me it's a very unhealthy coping mechanism. You know, like I have an example of a guy I've been seeing and he was always super happy, super positive. So in that sense it didn't really affect me. But at the same time, you don't understand anymore what is the reality for him because he was constantly under something just yeah. because he couldn't relax and he couldn't sleep if he wouldn't smoke a joint. And then I'm like, I feel like your mind is never clean. And yeah. I, don't, I don't know if your reactions or your behaviors or emotions that you express, if it's genuine, if or, it's genuine yeah. or if it's modified by whatever state of mind you are currently in. Plus, of course, it then means that more frequently than no, they would be more party party people, go out quite a lot, drink a lot. And then, for example, during the daytime, they would be very tired, exhausted, hangover, whatever. So, And I'm not spending my time like that. So, of course, I also like to party from time to time, but I like to live my life during the day. So then when we couldn't do any activities during the day just because they were recovering, that also makes a relationship mm. impossible. So yeah. I think for me, that's a big one. I totally see where you're coming from. And for me, addictions are also a red flag because there are many facets with it. One, as you say, you think, okay, is this person emotionally stable, strong, to cope with his own feelings and and things in life we all struggle like we all have things and i do understand the use of drugs for medical purposes and and the like applications for that but indeed in day-to-day -day life when you are in a relationship with a person it can become too much if it's too often and then as you said with alcohol addictions like of course it it just has so many implications like health implications but also nervous system stress like you know it's a coping stress coping mechanism but actually you you know it's also scientifically proven that you become more stressed be because of it so in the long run it will definitely affect the relationship and definitely affect mm -hmm. you and, uh, and yeah and you made a very good point which i think maybe i 
didn't also mention but what you said is you're not sure if that person is stable so in that sense you also don't know if there is any situation in the relationship when you need their support when you need them there you don't sharp you're not sure yeah. if they can support you if they can handle that kind of mm. stress so then you don't want to be in a stressful situation with that person because what if they cannot yeah that's a good point because there will be moments in life when shit hits the fan so yeah i i totally see that one of my biggest red flags if i think now maybe it's hard to to recognize it at the very beginning because of course at the ver- at the beginning of the relationship everyone is being their best selves and of course you have dopamine of getting to know a new person and the excitement going on dates and you want to show your best self but like one of my biggest red flags is actually being in a relationship with someone who is not capable to be open for development and working on ourselves because I think I mean love is a verb right it's relationship requires work it doesn't happen magically and of course I understand that with the relationship it's great to have acceptance and and self-awareness and not to try to change the other person that's not my point but there are times in relationship when you you know there are things you want to improve about the relationship or maybe you want to you know you notice the other person doing things that it's not in their best interest and not it's not in the relationship best interest and you want to be able to communicate that and then being open to see that where it's coming try to understand your perspective and work on it because you are willing to do the same for I'm speaking for myself personally so that would be a red flag and I've been in a relationships where I would say things that would bother me and I would say them all over again and it would always be there nothing was necessarily changing in that respect and I just felt like like I understand that I cannot change people and and that's not the point you know I don't think you maybe that's also another red like you know someone trying to change you or like you're trying to change someone but in essence you want to have a person who is mature and if you see something that could be improved in the relationship then they will meet you in the middle and they will be open to put in the work. And for example, with my current relationship, before we even got into a relationship, so uh, my partner were, was pursuing me and asking me whether I want to be in a relationship with him. And at that point, I was not sure. We've been knowing each other for four or five weeks. And you know, I wanted to observe him a little bit more in different situations and understand if that's, you know, the person that I want to enter in the relationship because I'm also a long-term relationship girl. Like, I've only had long-term relationships. <laughs> so I said, you know, I, I know what you, I'm looking for. I just want to get to know you better so that have enough proof points before I sign up for that. And he asked, me okay but what are you looking for and I told him I don't want to tell you what I'm looking for because I don't want you to become that person or I don't know maybe consciously or unconsciously try to be that I want to get to know you as you are please do the same things you're doing like please be yourself 
But the one thing I can tell you that what I want is someone who is as eager to develop, grow individually, but also within the relationship. And they are open to improvement because I I know I can bring that into the relationship. And he was like, yep, you know, totally signing. Like I'm definitely on the same page. And he was right because he proven me down the line that he's definitely that. So again, red flag would be not willing and not being open to do the work and adapt and grow. I think you really raised an important topic and you said in the beginning that maybe it's not something that you can spot in the very beginning. But I have to say that you have those signs early on because it, I mean, it's very rarely perfect from the very beginning. And of course, you don't want to make those comments and to change another person from the very beginning. But I think that is also where I go wrong many times is that I see those things that you just mentioned. And I'm like, yeah, but maybe he needs more time. He will change. Maybe we're just getting used to each other. But no, because you also mentioned that in the beginning, in the first six months, that's the time when you're trying to be your best. If already in that time when you're kind of trying to be liked and when you're kind of doing your best, when it's already not going too well, I mean, you know, it's not going to really go much better from there. Yeah, it's not going to be a smooth ride for sure. Okay, what is the other red flags that you have in mind? Well, I think the one that you just mentioned is definitely a big one for me now because I think in the past it was a more unconscious one. Came to it with practice, (laughs) trial and error. Uh, I think another big one for me is when something is going wrong in their life they are all playing the victim mode. And then, for example, when you would ask, I mean, just to hang out or spend time together, and it would be like, but you don't understand. My life is so hard at the moment. I'm Uh, so busy. I'm so stressed. I'm so busy. I'm so stressed. I'm so tired. You don't understand me. How come you cannot get this and that? And then, like, they create this situation where I feel like I'm responsible for their problems Yeah, so I think that situation when men cannot take responsibility for their problem and when they kind of try to put the blame either on others that, you know, it's the situation that is like that. It's not me. I cannot do anything in this situation. And then they kind of create this whole new universe where you are the one responsible or where you're the one you are the one who is not empathetic and who doesn't understand like the whole yeah (laughs) this is to be honest a very good manipulation i think strategy and then you start feeling bad about yourself that you asked what for seeing each other or having a whatever like the small thing this is yeah this is a huge huge i think sign that is just not going to go well. And to add on that, I also think a person who b- takes decisions and blames you for the result of those decisions and makes it as if, you know, you somehow were the guilty one for them, it's again a huge red flag because at the end of the day, they will rarely take responsibility for their own choices, their decisions or their own problems. And they will always put the guilt on you. It starts diminishing your self-worth and confidence. And that's not the relationship you want to be in. 
so thank you next <laughs> thank, thank you next yes I, I i i had it the hard way as well and the funny thing is that that person that i'm talking about he would also and that's another red flag for me that is i mean i'm not sure if they're connected or not but uh when he doesn't know what he wants you know because mm. then he would he would be like yeah maybe i'm not looking for a relationship now because i have other problems and whatever and then after three weeks he would he texted me back like oh i actually miss you can we meet again blah 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 i thought about it so i want different things i'm like okay great let's meet and then we meet and then after a couple of weeks of it's going great and he would disappear again and then very inconsistent exactly and like so he appeared and reappeared i think it was like three or four times and the last time i was like so fed up with it and and i'm like okay let's meet but it was more just to look in his eyes and i'm like really you really want to do that again so we met and i was like already really over it and then i'm like Mm, I don't know, but like we can stay in touch and just see how it's gonna evolve because now I really have no confidence in in, mm. in this whole situation. And then literally the next time that we agreed to meet, it w- I remember it very well. It was King's Day. And it was very nice weather. It was a couple of years ago, and we said, okay, let's go for a brunch. And we agreed the night before, so it's not that we agreed a week and then he could have forgotten. Mm. Uh, and then I'm texting him in the morning and he's like, oh, I actually went to work. He was working huh? in the restaurant. And I'm like, why did you go to work? Like, did they put you a shift? He's like, no, I just wanted to go to work. I'm like... But we agreed to meet. But we agreed to meet. He's like, yeah, we can meet after. I'm going to text you. I'm like, okay. And then he texted me. I said, okay, I'm in this park. Can you come? And he said, yes, at first. And then he was like, oh, you know this is so far away and it was 20 oh minutes by God, bicycle no. this is so far away i i actually think that i'm not gonna come and actually you know i thought that maybe i don't like you even that much and maybe i'm not like maybe we shouldn't do it i'm like who asked for it in the first who place asked for it yeah. like i was over you like months ago i just made you a favor to meet with you just i mean I'm like, okay, let's believe in best and see if people actually can change, but not no, really. No, I know who you are talking about. And for this example, I think it's a great example. That was the first time ever I blocked anyone. <laughs> yes, and, it, and he deserved it for sure. I remember this, the story, of course. And what I have to say is if the person you are in a relationship or you are dating, if you feel that they are inconsistent, they say something, they do something else, you know, their words and actions don't match. They don't know what they are looking for. They're not 100% invested in making it work. It will never work. This is, I believe in it with my whole core. And, and guess who, after some time, tried to add me on LinkedIn? <laughs> oh my God, they always come back. I'm like, what do you want? They oh. always come back. This is the audacity. I cannot. Oh my God. Okay. I Yeah, red flag. Red flag. <laughs> what else? I have something on my list on top and it's about narcissists. I mean, of course, you, you know, you're not going to put like the diagnosis straight from the batch but if you are dating someone or if you are in a relationship with someone who makes everything about them they literally cannot accept the no they don't respect your boundaries they 
consider themselves the best and they tell you that and they regard everyone else shit or you know other people you see them like judging criticizing you know and thinking very highly of themselves and they are not genuinely interested in getting to know you like you might be even with them in a relationship for like one year through two years three years whatever like I remember I was in a relationship and you know maybe it's like far-fetched to say that they were a narcissist but they would not be asking me questions like of the things that I do, for instance, I'm studying, like, what I, what are you studying? Like, how was your day? How, what did you learn you? Like, you know, what's up? Like, them generally asking and being curious about you and also what you do and, and getting to know you because you always have to get to know each other. You cannot know a person, even if you are like years with them. And then if they don't do that, and it's always like, it's about them and to be honest I've had it in friendships too so it it doesn't only come about uh, romantic relationships I hope I'm not one of the narcissists (laughs) (laughs) no you are not but since we're still friends I guess I'm not no I mean of course like narcissist is the the extreme case but they can have like signs right or they can okay so you're hinting that I'm (laughs) a low-key narcissist (laughs) no but anyways it's a huge red flag because they might even be in a relationship with you for a different motive altogether maybe you are just a good listener and you boost their confidence and you support them so well and then they just take pride in it and you know being your biggest supporter but then you don't give that same support back and it's always about you I think that's yeah that's not a relationship you would want to be in I know so many narcissists it's crazy it's not that I was dating all of them it's just I currently see so many men around me who I believe are narcissists and it's crazy because you're in a conversation with them and you barely get to say anything yes exactly and then they would think that they charmed you magically and you're like how the fuck i can escape like where's the door let me out you know sometimes i listen just for fun because i'm like okay how far can this go it's like they always think that they're so interesting that they're so charming that everybody likes them while on the flip side you're like yeah that's so cringy and like whatever they say i'm like does it actually work on some girls like does this bullshit that you're just saying like does somebody find it attractive i'm like okay maybe something maybe maybe something is wrong with me then (laughs) i don't know maybe it works they can come across confident and alluring and you know charming as you said but in the long run, you don't want to be in a relationship with a person who their problems are the biggest problems in the world and you should care and problem solve like always and your problems are dismissed or your challenges are dismissed, like they don't even matter. So yeah, I would say give it a pass. I think the next one for me would be and um, I don't know if it's common or not, but if when you're together in the moment of intimacy, 
And when your partner does something that you haven't discussed, because that is the moment when you're really vulnerable, when you cannot really do a lot, I think it can be really traumatizing if your partner does something that you didn't consent that you didn't consent to and that you might not really like so i had that situation and i think in the beginning i didn't feel that it was bad kind of experience so in the beginning you're like okay maybe you know experiment something exciting something, something different but in the end because it it just kept continuing it was i think it left a mark because currently when i see some certain patterns of behavior when i'm with someone it just starts feeling very uncomfortable and then sometimes you feel very intimidated so if you're with someone i think it's really important to make sure that both partners agree to whatever you want to try out and if another person doesn't ask you first for me it's a sign that first of all it's like for me first of all there is no respect no boundaries yeah. no care about me at all exactly. and i'm just being used in a way just to satisfy whatever pleasures they want to get yeah absolutely this is such a good one i mean consent consensual sex and cons consensual anything it's just so important and uh, i'm reading actually a book now it's called tomorrow tomorrow and tomorrow something like that um And there was indeed this character, Sadie, and she was in a relationship with a guy, Dove, and he would do, like, you know, they would end up doing, like, handcuffs and a lot of other things. And then she she really didn't get any pleasure out of it, and she really, like, she was at one point just really done with it. But then she still couldn't go away from it, right? Because, yeah, it just, like, went too far. And, indeed, I think it's it's such a big red flag if the person just assumes your likings and your your boundaries without checking in. That's not something you want to pursue i think in general it's a turn off for me if my partner only cares about his own pleasure mm. and he like he he's done his stuff and like he's done that's 100 i also have a couple more so there there's one it's kind of twofold one they talk badly about their access and they judge a lot and second is they keep in touch with the exes. <laughs> so it's kind of uh, both sides. First of all, criticizing and talking bad about the exes. It might be fun at the beginning to have this conversation and they, you know, they start like, yeah, you know, I had this experience. It was not great. And it might feel self-satisfying that you think, oh, like I'm different. Finally, you know, there is something, di someone different in his life. But you might not realize that at one point, if you end up breaking up, he might talk about you the same thing he talks mm -hmm. about the exes. And to me, if, if a person doesn't have respect and doesn't just values the experience that they had in the past, good or bad, you know, learnings, whatever that is. And it's very judging and in a rude, diminishing way, very sexist or whatever, mm -hmm. I think... It's just, it's just about time when he might do it to you. 
I think I've never had that one. I mean, we would talk about exes and we, of course, would share the goods and the bads, but it wasn't in the, let's say, in a really negative sense and mm. really uh, insulting or anything. More like insightful learning experience. Yeah. yeah. But in general, I think these conversations about exes, I would probably limit it. If you constantly talk about your ex there is something for sure behind it. I, yeah. so like why would you do that exactly. like past is past forget about it what i noticed in myself i am always so happy when my axes are happy or they get alive like i would never say something like you know they were this or they were that and like i hope they suffer or whatever that is i'm like the thing is, if they are okay, if they are happy, that means they leave me alone. Like, my worst nightmare is access trying to still... Trying to can. Yeah, trying to can and get into my DMs and, like, try to make back a link or whatever. I'm like, no. And that's why I always wish for them to find their own partners, be happy, have happy relationship because I know they will not come and bother me. And when they are happy, that's why I would not talk bad about the exes because I want them to be happy. I want them to thrive in their relationships and leave me alone. <laughs> You're such a saint, a bit of an, uh, an egoistic saint. <laughs> no, but indeed no. there is an egoistic perspective and selfish perspective in it, but generally, and also with friendships. No, I think that makes total sense. And I have to say that I'm not like you. So in a sense that I first would be very upset with the person and I might bitch about them. But then over time, when this just frustration, when it passes, you know, I sometimes just out of curiosity might check out, you know, their Instagram or something just to see what they're doing. Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah, uh, just, I mean, just pure curiosity. And then I'm normally kind of very excited when I see that I don't know they started doing sports they started they lost weight they got married and I'm like great if you are happy I'm happy for you as well so I think over time I also always come to this uh, conclusion because no matter the challenges and the red flags I think every experience was great in the sense that it was a learning it made exactly. me better it made me who I am yeah that's and a beautiful way to, to yeah and it. and it's just and helps you know what you don't want also in your next relationship so then it's just your way to that good relationship yeah no totally get it but at the other extreme is they are keeping in touch and they are you know besties with their exes that in, doesn't work in what world does it work i understand when you break up amicably which is the ideal case scenario and then you might still have each other on your social media but you don't communicate on daily basis you mm -hmm. barely communicate in general it's more like you know you've shared a past experience together of how, whatever many years and then you just have a deep respect for that person and it just doesn't make sense to kind of dismiss them mm -hmm. um by the way i also respect people who are unfollowing or deleting the phone numbers or whatever of their exes if that helps them to move ahead but in general if you are in, still in contact with your exes and then you are 
hiding it or maybe you are even telling to your girlfriend like oh I'm still talking like what are you trying to achieve because I would not trust you are you trying to make me scared that I might lose you because you still Mm -hmm. keep in touch with your ex and this is like a manipulation strategy for you to say you know look if you're not like doing xyz or behaving in xy like I can leave you and go to my ex what are you trying to achieve and if your boyfriend girlfriend partner whatever is doing that to me it's a red flag Okay, I think I'm falling now on the red flag situation. <laughs> Why? Uh, because I was in contact with my first ex for seven years. So but were you talking daily? No, we were not talking daily, but we would still... Or like often. I mean, it's not even that often that we would talk. But for example, every time I would go back to Russia, we would meet. And then it would always be on the flirty side. We never really... Even did. if you were in a relationship? Um guilty <laughs> no I, I i'm i'm you were single thinking. no yeah i was single but that doesn't count let me think no i wasn't you were you weren't what you weren't no single. i wasn't single okay so you were in a relationship yeah so i was in a relationship but it's not that i was actively seeking out for for that communication and you were asking like what do you want to prove or what mm. do you want to achieve how do you want to make me feel and i didn't want to do anything related to my partner at the time but the reason why we stayed in touch because I felt like there was something missing in my relationship mm. and that I would just get it there risk-free because we were not doing anything it was most it was more just the communication so sometimes it would be you know flirty little jokes that we had but uh, that's a good point sorry to interrupt because yeah that would that's why it's a red flag because that if you figure out that your partner is talking to an ex mm-hmm. that means they are missing something in exactly. the current relationship so th- yeah that's a good point kind of we didn't talk for one year and a half but then we kind of started being in contact again um so you didn't have a closure no we didn't have a closure so we had it basically after seven years since we broke up long time coming exactly and then i removed him from everywhere unfriended him anywhere and not because we had a fight or anything but just i felt like that's the end yeah and that's also the thing and that's why it's also red flag if they're still in contact i think often it's the case that there is no closure and that there is still something going on and it might be the case that they will get it after seven years might be the case that they're gonna get it never so you never know you know you remembered me a situation where I also didn't get a proper closure with one of my boyfriends and I was already in a different relationship but the thing is I was very transparent with my boyfriend at the time that you know this is happening and that person is still kind of um, is still trying to get in contact with me like I can feel that they are not over and we are we haven't had a proper closure and then he was actually the one recommending me you should meet with him and have a proper closure and that also was a beautiful thing seeing your partner supporting you in having that closure and also of course I was very transparent so if this is the situation in your case then of course it's not the red flag in the sense that you bring it up transparently and you discuss it with your partner you know I think that's the major way to go about it um but then if they do you know hidely whatever where you figure out or if they tell you like in a way that you know yeah I'm still talking with my ex like I'm gonna go and grab a coffee like what the actual have 
when you were talking, it also led me to another point. So basically, you mentioned that you opened up to your boyfriend. He was very supportive. He um, he recommended you to meet up with the person, but he could have become just jealous. Ooh, yes. Which means he wouldn't trust you. I mean, of course, depends how you are jealous, right? Yeah. So I think we need to. It could be a red flag if that if you gave no reasons whatsoever, mm. and your partner is jealous from out of the blue and makes these crazy scenes and just control freak tries to like control not let you go out meet other people you need to tell them which friend you are meeting or where you are going text them call them from that place so this is crazy i i this is obviously a red flag but of course if you have like a little bit of jealousy and you're like yeah you know i mean it doesn't harm i think so another thing i have in my list as a red flag is when your partner doesn't show support and of course it's something you know if you see that you don't get the support you need from a, your partner i mean it does you don't have necessarily to dismiss it you can also communicate about it and see you know maybe they haven't really realized that they are not giving you or not giving you the support that you need at the level you need or whatever that is but if that still continues it can become a deal breaker because at the end of the day you know a partnership you you need to support each other otherwise at one point you'll start looking for support somewhere else and that's you know the beginning of the end Mm -hmm. they should really give you that confidence and support in your aspirations but also just in daily life i'm also talking about support maybe for daily chores and not letting you do everything on the flip side if they for instance are very insensitive to the things that you are doing and then they just like don't care dismiss it um you know you have this let's say ambitious project or you achieve something and then you share it and then they're like oh yeah i knew it's gonna be good but like not really cheering up for you mm-hmm. not really s- being there and also failure and supporting you and raising you up in a way and cheering you up to me it's like okay what is this i mean if you are not my biggest cheerleader then why are we even together for me that would be a red flag and a deal breaker because then it means they are so insecure in themselves that whenever you succeed they just see that as a threat and they don't want to support you so yeah that's also another thing yeah no i totally i totally see where this is coming from i've seen so many relationships where one of the partners would just try to predict the result of whatever initiative you would take or maybe you know whatever project you would be interested to try out and they will would already say oh no you're not gonna make it or no you're gonna make it but you know because it's easier or something yeah put it down and not give you the credits yeah yeah so and i and i saw how much it affects the relationship because then the partner who is not supported it might affect their confidence exactly not sure i've experienced it but if looking at the relationships that I'm thinking about at the moment, I think it is a big factor. It is. Yeah, no. 
not for me so let us know guys if that's also a red flag for you i mean to be honest i think this list can go on and on i and swear <laughs> I, i you know i like making lists but i think this is one of my longest <laughs> let's just wrap it up today because i think the most important ones for us we have covered as always guys look up for you so You know, when you see the red flag, even if you don't see it consciously or, or even if you pretend to not see it, you're going to feel it. Yes. You cannot lie to your body. Mm. You cannot lie to your mind. You're just going to feel that something is not working. And then when you s would start being honest with yourself, you probably would see th those red flags that you have tried to ignore so, so hard. Absolutely. And I would also add to that what helped me at one point in one of my relationships is just to write down what are the things that I'm looking for in a partner and then also realizing what I have in that moment and then and then what are your like values big, as yeah, well. Yeah, values and big no's. It's an exercise of self awareness and self-knowledge because once you do that exercise you will realize this and this and this is just such a big red flag it's not something that is aligned with what I'm looking for in a partner the idea is like if you feel that things are just so hard in the relationship you are and just very tense the reality might be is actually There are a lot of red flags that you have been trying to cover up and you might just have to be honest with yourself if that's worth it in the long run. And people w work for the relationships only if they want to and if they're not in that space of mind and values, it's just extremely hard to almost impossible to do anything about it it's just not in your control and what is it is in your control is bring these red flags up communicate them and see if there there is something that they are open to you know work on if that's not the case then yeah you have the choice thanks for listening i hope you found this episode valuable insightful or just relating to what you're going through we are very curious as always to hear what are your thoughts about the topic and also you can write us at trying to can on instagram if you have any other questions topics dilemmas that you want us to cover in the next episodes this one was also something that you have voted in one of our polls as something you would like us to talk about so thanks for that and until next time bye bye